Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Board Breakdown podcast, the opposition show with Johnny and my guest for today, Brady from Annie Takes That Chance podcast. Uh, Brady, thank you very much uh, for joining me. And I'm going to speak about uh, Middlesbrough's trip uh, to the John Smith Stadium. Uh, firstly, how's it going at the moment? And secondly, are you a fan of John Smith's? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I'm good, Johnny. Um, I'm not a fan of John Smith's. Um, yeah. We have a sponsor, Not we have a sponsor, uh, and they sponsor our podcast, Magic Rock Brewing, and they have a bar at the ground. So I tend to to go there um because you know i'm committed i'm a committed person yeah. um sorry i've completely forgot your first question i was too busy, busy i was asking how you were doing but i am all for to hear about this brewery at the ground right is it is it available for away fans as well or is it just home fans specific no it's so i go well i forget what the like oh, is, the name is now but it's yeah. like the Kilner, it's the Kilner Bank. It's like the side, so the yeah. side closest to like the trees and stuff. Um, and it's just like a little corner there. Um, so it's like, you know, it's incredible. I don't know about the away end, but um, yeah. I keep seeing us on footy scram, like mm. with amazing food that I've never seen in the ground myself. So maybe, maybe that's the fully away fans. Who knows? Yeah, well, plenty to dissect with that one, to be honest. But I'll let, I'll let the fans who go on, on Saturday chat about that a little bit more. But Let's chat about some news around Huddersfield at the moment. And I appreciate this is really fresh. Um, Kevin Nagel's taken over the club. And I know you probably won't have too much on him because he's a bit of a left field character. Um, but how are you feeling about you guys getting taken over right now? What's led to this moment? Well, to be honest, I'll try I'll try to give you a sort of short answer. But it's kind of been rumbling on for the past... Um, two seasons so even when we were doing really well and, and made the playoff final um so phil hodge dean hoyle has obviously sold it to, to kevin nagel but um before that he'd kind of taken it back over from phil because uh, phil oh. hodgkinson who was our previous owner his businesses went into administration so dean's okay. been uh, owned it since pretty much like halfway through last season um and obviously we did really well so he was kind of like interested <laughs> um, yeah. and then i think just I always got the vibe because Dean, when he first uh, took over from us in like, you know, um, well, years ago, um, he was he was a fan. He still is a fan and he was like really passionate, but it kind of felt like he only stepped in to stop the club going into administration. And I think this like recent period, he's not been that, you know, I don't think he's put as mm-hmm. much in and he had to step away from ill uh, due to ill health the first time yeah. anyway. So, um so yeah, so since October uh, 2022, he announced that he's stepping away from day-to-day operations and he wanted to sell the club. 
So this has been kind of going on for a while. Um, so we brought in a guy called Dave Baldwin, who um, I think he's had a similar position of direct, a football director at, um, or managing director at Burnley, and he's worked for the EFL. He's come in to kind of oversee the deal. Um, so this has been rumbling on for a while, and I think you know what these takeover things are like. Like you hear, it's just rumor mill. Like it just mm. you know, I've heard <laughs> if we you know we hear some stuff on the pod, like not anything too juicy, but like you know the amount of stuff I've heard from October till now, we were going to get taken over by Dutch <laughs> Dutch group, like a Canadian group, an American group. Like I think um, you know it, <laughs> it might have been our pod. You know, like there was just so many crazy rumors. Um, so yeah, so no, it's been rumbling on for a while. It got announced last week um, that a North American yeah. group had taken over, and then I think it was just it again because it was the national break and there's not a lot of football to talk about. You kind of like you're just analysing and overanalyzing it. So mm. it was a bit like, well, why haven't they been announced yet? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's come in. He's been announced. I mean. I don't know much about the guy. I don't think anyone does. Um, looking at some of the reaction from the Sacramento Republic fans, um, he is, you know, some people love him. Uh, some people think he's not great and he didn't deliver on his promises. Um, but, you know, it's hard great. to judge because it's, yeah, exactly what you want <laughs> when someone's taking over. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see when he kind of gives his like first proper interview. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's just interesting, and Good. you know, no one really knows anything about the bloke. Like looking at some of the stuff online, yeah. he's either worth three million or three billion. Like no one knows. Oh, so um, yeah. yeah, again, lots of answers, uh, which is you know what you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's so a, what's a couple of zeros between friends? You know, like what's a couple of zeros? Yeah. Same. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I think it'd be interesting. I think um, the other thing I would say is you know, because of the kind of takeover situation um, and the th- previous chairman, I think, although it'd be interested to see what he says and how <clears throat> his intention of the club, and he is in a, like, it is an invested group, so we don't know the other people at, at the time of recording. Um, but I think given all the previous context with the club and given the poor performances this season, you know, on and off the pitch, um, you know, actions are going to have to be, you know, we're going to have to see actions. We've heard a lot of words. We've heard a lot of positive talk. We're going to need to see real stuff because, um, you know, as I sit here talking to you now, chances are we're going to be in League One next season. And in May last year, we were in the playoff final, 90 minutes away from the Premier League. So it's been a mess. Um, But it's good that we have new owner and and hopefully some new energy and new voices there. So what's happened then? Because... I appreciate last in, in May last year it was flying high. I mean, Carlos did leave the club and now he's back again with West Brom. But um, there was it seemed like a couple of players left as well who were key to that system, and it's just like plummeted. And I I, I never understood. I cu- I couldn't believe like the the downturn you guys have had this year. But why do you think that's happened? <sighs> Where do I start? Just, Where do you start? It, well, <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, word for your listeners as well, be boring. I mean, the fact is, like Huddersfield, uh, we have one of the lowest wage budgets in the league. I think we're actually in the mm. bottom three for wage budgets. So last year was, I've got to be honest. Um, when we lost five one to Fulham at the start of the season, I, I wanted Carlos to leave. Thought we we're going to get relegated because he hadn't won twenty odd oh, wow. games before then. Um, how wrong I was, and I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah. Um, but it's just. Again, it kind of taps into the chairman stuff, but I think Dean clearly wasn't putting um, a huge wasn't putting in. the resources in. Yeah, mm. so I think you know Huddersfield had a set way of working. 
Um, you know, we have a director of football, which I know some managers are funny about. But um, I think in fairness to Carlos, and um, this is kind of a divisive one on the timeline, but for me, him getting to the playoff final with that team from last season is a bigger achievement than Wagner with the team he had getting us promoted to the Premier League. Um, wow. I think the quality was, yeah, it's, it's an incredible job and I, I didn't see it coming. So you've got to say fair play to Carlos. But um, yeah, I just think Carlos, having done that amazing achievement, we don't know for definite, but, you know, the rumours are he kind of wanted back in and we, we you know, we were going to sell Lewis O'Brien, we were going to sell Harry Toffolo. And they, you know, again, don't know for definite, but I think the expectation was, do something similar and you know but they weren't going to reinvest so um yeah so I could I think it's all spawned from there I think that I don't blame Carlos for leaving um because mm. you know let's be honest like I know football is, is tribal you know it's tribalism but I think if I was in that situation and someone said do exactly what you did with Leicester he's also be like we'll see you later um I do have an issue with Carlos leaving so late it was two weeks before the season started and to be honest the this is why we need a new owner because I just think this season has been such a mismanagement on and off the pitch that, um, to be honest, the fact that we are only three points off safety is, is some sort of miracle. We have been mm. terrible this season. We deserve to be relegated like we really do. So I think the fact that we're still in with a chance is um, is amazing, really. But yeah, it was that. We hired Danny Schofield, who was Carlos's, one of Carlos's coaches. He's like a club legend. Um he, he admitted himself he wasn't ready for the job. It was two years too early. They also admitted that after they sacked him after nine games when he didn't, yeah. you know, he barely won any. We brought in, and I think at that point, you've got a manager who's never managed. You, you tried with a manager who never managed before. Obviously, we tried yeah. that with Carlos. We tried that with um, yeah. Wagner, although Wagner worked at Dortmund too. Worked. But I think the point there was to then get someone a bit experienced, ideally maybe get Warnock then or someone of a similar ilk, just steady the ship. What we did was we hired <laughs> Mark Fotheringham, who was an mm. assistant manager at Hereford Berlin, who's never managed before. So you replaced a manager who hadn't managed <laughs> with a manager who hadn't managed. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I just think it's that. I mean, the squad isn't... <laughs> We've been a bit unlucky as well. Um, I, but I, I do think you make your own luck. But, you know, our player of the season in my opinion, Lee Nichols injured for quite a large chunk of the season. Yuta Nakayama, who replaced Harry Toffo, out for the season. Oli Turton, who's our starting right back, out for a large part of the season. We have been unlucky with injuries, and it's just a combination of you poorly coached, you're having a lot of injuries, and, you know, luck just doesn't go your way. So it's just, it's been a, a lovely concoction of, um, frankly, mess. And mm. as I say, we have an owner who's not... Um, who doesn't want to invest in the club anymore. So like when we did need recruitment in January transfer window, um, the players we signed who might still get us out of the situation, um, fantastic transfer window if it was 2016, we ran in knockout and Martin Wycon, but um, it's 2023. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Warnock has, you know, kind of distracted as best he can. And it's, it's good to have someone who's managed the club and have that good figure, but it's just, it's just been a mess, Johnny. I mean, I, I we, yeah. you know, here we are chatting. I could talk to you for another 20 minutes, but I'd be bored. You'd be bored. The listeners would be bored. So <laughs> I think I'll just stop it there. <laughs> to be honest, Brady, like I'm fascinated by it. I, like, I just don't understand how things can be so mismanaged in such a short space of time. I think it's quite impressive in a way um, Like you can go from the heights of a playoff final uh, to the depths of despair. And like that in itself from, you know, trying to sell your best players, not replace them to bring in a coach in following them, like who really after about four or five games, I, it kind of felt 
and even from his press conferences and looking from afar, looked like just the wrong character that was going to galvanize the group. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed that for a fan perspective, you're like, who is this nutcase and why have we hired him? Um, and I feel like you, step, you, you waited too long for him. And I think it was the Blackpool game. I think it might have been his last game in charge. I think it was Blackpool. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong on that. You were 2-0 no, up, right? 2-0 up and you're, at, and you're away at Huddersfield, uh, Blackpool, which aside, you know, who pretty much deserve to probably go down this season. They're just as bad and they probably would have been safe if they didn't hire Mick McCarthy either. But, you know, that's for another podcast. Um, and I hope no Blackpool fan listens to that. Uh, but it just, um, like, so you, you go and then they're in really bad form and then they score two and, like, you just go, like, this guy just cannot get results out of anyone in this group. Um, and it just feels like everything that's happened this year you kind of in the position that you deserve to be in, right? So it's like that's unfortunate, and for a fan, I feel feel like there's nothing worse than seeing something and going every Saturday and going, I really don't want to watch it today, or it's this is painful to watch. And then also having a podcast as well. Like I remember when we started and we had Tony Pulis as manager, and then Woodgate, um, and then we had Warnock, and it was just like, come on, like there's three managers in a row where like this football's been dire. But we got we got results at times, but it was painful and even recording stuff. So I credit for you a lot for going through this moment because I know how difficult it is. But I spoke about Warnock and we created the hashtag of Horny for Warnie, um when he when he first came in and, and saved us. And, you know, he's got that history of, of saving a lot of teams. So like, What's your thoughts on him now? You horny for Warney, and also, do you think that he can actually keep you up, Johnny? I'll always be horny for Warney. Don't worry about that. Um... <laughs> Everyone is horny for Warney, right? I mean, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of him now, but we'll we'll that's for again another podcast. But go that's on, fine. you're horny for Warney, right? Yeah, I think um, you talk about that Blackpool game. Um, that was such a crucial week, and for me. You know, again, we never know because it's what if and it's hypotheticals. But I think if we mm. we had Blackpool and we had Wigan straight after, I think if Warnock was in charge, we we definitely would have won that Blackpool game because we did our best to throw it away. And I, I think we wouldn't have lost to Wigan. Um, and then we would probably be you know out of it. So um, I think it was the best appointment they could make. I feel it was a couple of games mm. too late, and you know this running. But it's the championship, you know, it's like um, you look at fixtures change every week. So, for example, you know, it is a really tough run in. Obviously, we had Burnley, but then you look at, you know, a couple of weeks pass and then you're like, oh, we're right. So our last couple of games we play Sheffield United at home. Well, obviously, they're competing with you guys, but they may be promoted or they may have lost to yourselves in the automatics and, you know, hit a bad run of form. So, like, that's maybe winnable. It's at home. You never know. And then, um, you know, our last game of the season is, is Reading at home. Rumours are they're going to get a points well, deduction. And if they do it, they would only be <laughs> three points ahead of us and we play them on the last day of the season. So uh, I feel like that will be a very town ending if, if that is the case, um, if it's still that margin. But yeah, I think Warnock's come in, um, to be honest, he, he came in and he said he was doing it as a favour for Dean. Uh, I... I don't know because he's not he's not said it and you know what Warnock's like he's not afraid to say things but um I don't think he realized how bad an, a job it was I think he probably looked from the outside and was like all right I can come in and can fix mm-hmm. that and when he came in you know the first game we played was Birmingham and the stadium was full um you know we even went behind like in the first five minutes and still won the game which just really hasn't happened this season it just felt I don't know I think that you talked about like going to games when it's miserable 
that was the first game this season where I was like, this feels fun. Like it feels fun to yeah. be here. Like I'm glad we won, obviously, <laughs> but like it almost didn't didn't matter. It was just like a good atmosphere. And then we played Burnley and got thrashed by by them, uh, as many teams have this season. Mm. And then I think just a lot of people were like, well, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's Burnley, but I'm disappointed with how we played. And it's like, mm. yeah, it depends on the next result. And then we played Coventry and we lost 4-0. Um, and to be honest, it, Coventry were really good. You know, Victor Jokeres and Gustavo Hamer, excellent players. Um, we The first goal was a back pass that, you know, just went wrong. And you could just see the confidence, like the confidence just drained out the players. And I was like, if Warnock can't even get something out of this, it's a bit of a concern. And then, you know, before the international break, we played Norwich. And to be honest, because things just felt so down, I I, I don't know what the attendance was. I think they put 17,000, but looking at it, it was, you know, it was more like seven. Uh, and we that Norwich, we managed to get a draw there and then we unexpectedly built, beat Millwall. So, um yeah, I think I think Warnock's like the best person you can get in this situation. You know, he's he's used mm. to it. Um, my concern is, you know, we talked about that quality of the squad and some of the injuries to our key men. Um, I don't know if this is the new questions, but the fact that we've loaned out Sober Thomas to Blackburn um, because oh, I don't know why, but that's just such a stupid decision. Um, like, there's a lot of things going against us, but I think if anyone's going to do it, it's Warnock and... I think we do have a chance. I think that's the thing. Like we are still only three points out of it, and I hate, you know, I wouldn't want to stay up this way because you don't want to see other clubs struggle. But I think points deductions are probably going to play a part in it. Um, yeah, who knows? I think it's it depends as the games go on. Obviously, you've got those teams in mid table who might not have a lot to play for, and you know what it's like. You can either beat them or they suddenly like put four past you because the you know pressure's off. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think we've got. a the best chance of staying up that I think we've had all season, weirdly. Um, but I don't know. Hart, Hart says, um, I think we'll stay up just, but ahead probably because of everything that's gone wrong this season, we do deserve to be relegated. So weirdly, like if we do, I'm not going to blame Warnock for that. And I've kind of accepted it. Yeah. Like with, with those games as well, uh, like you mentioned there, Sheffield United, and you got Red on the final day, and the, the games in between where you're playing like the most, those mid table sides, like the games against like United and uh, Red in are probably a bit more interesting for both sets of players, right? Because, you know, you've both got something to play for. It's a bit of tense atmosphere, but the teams that you play like in mid table, they just have that freedom, don't they? And they're just like, well, we have nothing to play for. And then like you were saying there, they can even be. Like really up for it in Galvanize for next season, or it can be on the holidays, and like you just you just don't know what you're gonna get, and that is the scary part of, of being it. But you can only do what you can do, and I think that like you're saying that I think the, you've got probably got the best manager to come in at the right at the right time to keep you and hopefully keep you up because I feel like he can do it. It's just, and if he does do it, you'll never hear the end of it. Um, yeah. But just, just to let you know that you, you, he still does stuff about Middlesbrough and he didn't even do stuff. Like you said, how good Tuba was one week and then he sent him out on loan and hated him and now it's he's the reason why he's doing so well. Uh, so it's a, it's a scenario spinner. Um, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah. I, I think I think he will keep you up though. I am pretty confident in that. But in terms of like the games now of, of how you've played like over the last few weeks, how is he setting you up? And is there anyone out of the group that you've got, who we should look out for, who's who's not injured? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so he's setting us up, well, quite recently, he's setting us up in a in a 4-2-3-1. 
Um, so I think we look a lot more comfortable with a back four. I, weirdly, like I actually think when you look at our defence, <laughs> it's not actually that bad. Like you know, Mikel Hellick for me has been his own of the season. He's been incredible. Obviously, did really good at Barnsley. Tom Lee's was really good last season. Um, you know, and he's, he's kind of proven this yeah. level. And Nichols is out for the season, but we've got. Um, Thomas Vaslik, who was playing, who won the Europa League with Sevilla two seasons ago. <laughs> so, like, it's um, it's actually quite a good defence. But I think what you'll probably watch out for is um, our wingers are quite defensive. So he's been playing Josh Karoma, who obviously, again, this kind of tells you the circumstances, but he was on loan at Portsmouth from League One at the start of the season. Oh, wow. uh, and he's back and he's, he's, he's really turned it around and it's good because he had a really good season in lockdown and then got injured yeah. and was out for it. And you know what it's like, you know what Twitter's like. It's like people were kind of wondering, like, oh, is he just one of those like lockdown players who did really well? Um, but I think what Warnock's added to his game is he's, he's he's tracking back a lot and he is doing a lot of the hard defensive work that you don't get a lot of credit for. Um, and then we have so he's on the right, and then we've got Ben Jackson, who's um he's like our B team captain, um, and he's typically a left back. But he's been, you know, kind of tasked with the defensive thing. So I think they're the kind of key ones to watch out. Obviously, we've got Jonathan Hogg, who everyone knows, and I'm sure he'll clatter whoever's in your midfield on Saturday because that's just what he does. Um, and then Danny Ward's kind of, you know, I think that's really interesting because Warnock's managed him at other places and Warnock has said he's the best player we have at this club. Um, <laughs> Ward, he came off the bench and got the goal against Millwall. So he's, you know, I think he's... <sighs> He's quite crucial to us, but um, he did play Martin Waghorn against um, against Millwall, and, and Waghorn. I think his legs have gone a bit, but he's he's you know he's gonna. It, Town haven't had a lot of strikers that'll elbow defenders and tussle with them, and I think he's actually you know we kind of need that, especially when you're struggling just anything. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like we again, when you're a team at the bottom of the table, you don't have loads <laughs> loads to focus on because you know we really struggled to score goals. Um, I think if you if you score two, you you know, I can't see Huddersfield getting a draw out of that. You know, I think you'll probably win that game. So the classic cliche, I think it really depends coming on to Saturday who scores first. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see, and I, I, I suppose this will be the, the worry in your fan base, but like, I think Warnock will want to prove something against you. And I don't know if it is just that extra, you know, extra incentive, you know, that I mean, I'm hoping for that, but um I think you should win this game, but you know, I, I thought Millwall should have beaten us, and look what happened. So you never know, but um, yeah, you probably will win, so I wouldn't worry about it. Brady, I'm going to change your mind in about ten seconds here. Um, so you're saying about uh, going ahead and how important it is. Um, the last four games Neil Warnock's managed against Middlesbrough, he's won one nil, and his All record, right. his record against Middlesbrough in his career, uh, he's won ten. He's drawn zero and he's lost twice. Um, so he has a very, very good record against Boris, scoring 18 goals and six conceded, won the last four, four uh, one nil. And he just loves beating us. And I feel like he will love to uh, to get one over on us as well um, and really play the villain on the day. I think if if, you, if anyone watches uh, Sheffield United, when he goes to, to Bramall Lane, although he's a Sheffield United supporter, um, he goes there and, and does like did like the bluebirds, like does like the fist to like the fans, like really likes to rub it in. Um, so if you do score first, history's on your side, to be honest. And 
who knows? You know, I remember him when he was manager of Rotherham and we were managed by Itoker Anka and we were flying in the league. You know, we, we needed to keep winning really because uh, it was starting to heat up between like the playoffs and all the automatics as well. And we go there and we just put in the worst display I've ever seen and got absolutely Neil Warnock to 1 0. And it was one of the worst games I think I've ever seen. Um, and you know, I think you'd probably be hoping for something the same, right? So now that with now that in your mind, so with Warnock's records uh, and his last few games as well, I want to ask you about your predictions for Saturday. Um, how are you feeling about the game? Do you feel like a lot more confident now that I've mentioned that? Uh, I mean, that is good, but I just <laughs> records always get broken. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you can they do whether you're a, a yeah. glass half full or half empty. I, <sighs> That is surprising. I didn't know that. And I will definitely be using that for our podcast. So thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but I, I just worry. I just think the only thing is if is if we, I think if we get a result, it's obviously down to, it's an obvious thing to say, but it's down to how you guys play. If you're slightly off it, then yeah. Hmm. Uh, and if we score first, then like say maybe. But I just look at your players like, you know, Cameron Alch is a player I love at this level. He's in red hot form. Obviously, Chubrak Pom. Again, where'd that come from? Carrick getting the absolute best out of Chubrak Pom. Um, that worries me. You know, you've got people who are firing, and I just think it depends, you know, because I, I I do think, like, with Millwall, they were probably expecting to beat us. And, like, yeah. you know, we got that freak result, really. It was like, I think it was, like, one of our two shots on target. So um, I know we're going to have the home crowd behind us, but I think Carrick, you know... Carrick's shown that he's a really good manager and I think he'll be like, look what happened to Millwall. We can't let this happen. So, um, again, I don't mind us... Lo- uh, sounds awful. I-, I wouldn't expect us to win. I'm not expecting us to win. I think what's really important is the manner of the, the performance for me. So, you know, if we lose, for example, let's say we lose 2-1 to you guys, but we've made a good account of ourselves, I think that would really encourage, encourage us. Whereas if it is like a Coventry where, you know, you score early and then it ends up being 4-0 obviously that's going to be really damaging um yeah I don't know I mean to be honest if you if you if you'd said to me you're gonna have four points from Norwich Millwall and Middlesbrough I'd probably take that so um yeah we'll see but I, I don't think it's it's not this game that I'm kind of targeting um but yeah that Warnock factor you never know again it like it really is first goal goes you know if you get if I think if you score first you'll definitely win I think if we score first I don't think we'll lose, um, but I, I'm not saying we'll we'll necessarily win the game because I just don't think that. Although I talked about how the defense isn't too bad, it's just a confidence thing, and I think you guys have got you know red hot strikers. So basically, a um, long winded way of saying I think it's probably going to be one all, but mm. yeah, you probably I, I expect you guys to win. Yeah, I would like us to win. I mean, uh, I, I just want I, I, I just want us to get over like the Neil Warnock factor in terms of like I cannot let this man curse us again. Um, I feel really nervous about him. I really do. I think just with everything that's been going on with with Huddersfield uh, this season, I know it's been bad, but for us, it's like this could be the most typical Borough thing: a team that's red hot in form and then go to a side that's struggling on and off the pitch injuries, a former manager, it just screams 1-0 Huddersfield, right? So it, that's why it does scream. Like, but I'm hoping we, we do get something from the game. But Brady, that's it. Um, thank you so much f- for coming on. I, I really enjoyed uh, chatting to you, like I always do anyway. But 
uh, Bora travel uh, to the Terriers to try and close the gap on Sheffield United, but the old guard Mork is standing in their way. This has been the Bora Breakdown podcast, and that was all your Bora Match Day chatter and opposition preview in a pod. Up the Bora Breakdown. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.